and welcome to the Mama Knows Beauty Business Podcast. I'm your host, Dina Yusin. Let's talk raising babies and a beauty business. This is a show where we can learn and grow together. You and I know it takes a village to raise a baby and often a tribe to raise a business. Do you find yourself wondering how does she do it? Toddlers to teens, taxes to taglines. Well, you're about to find out. Let's learn how she makes her life and business glow and grow mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. From brows, babies, and bronzing, or lashes, long nights, and lovely skin. We discuss it all. Raising babies and a beauty business. What it takes to succeed. Hey friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Mama Knows Beauty Business Podcast. I'm glad you're here today. I have a sweet mama of three who is joining us today on the show. She is joining us from the South, so get ready for a bunch of Southern charm. I know you are going to love her. She is a proud owner of two businesses, and she's going to share with us how she started in the sunless industry and transitioned into the coaching industry. It's a great story. So with that being said, get your water, grab some more coffee, get comfortable, and let's get started. Well, today's guest I have coming to us from South Carolina. Her name is Sarah. Welcome to the Mama Knows Beauty Business Podcast, Sarah. If you'll take a quick minute and tell my listeners a little more about you. Hey, everybody. Um, so the, again, I'm Sarah Irvin. I'm from um, originally from East Tennessee, and I live in Aiken, South Carolina now. I am a mama to three beautiful children, ranging from 14 down to five. So I've got my hands full in that manner. Uh, and I own two businesses, a sunless tanning company and a name, quick tan sunless and a coaching and consulting business, powerhouse coaching and consulting. So you are a busy mama in the beauty industry. Yes. So um, something I want to know that I didn't get to ask you yet. Did you start your beauty businesses? Did you start the Sunless first prior to the coaching? I did. Yeah. So um, we started, I started Quick Tan Sunless five years ago. And that's kind of what got me even into the idea of coaching because we started doing education within that industry. And that is when I just fell in love with that part of the job and kind of naturally evolved into this. Wow. So um, you said you had three children. So you started your, the quick can sunless business right in the middle of having all three of these babies, right? Yeah. So I I guess I really should start from like the story. And I call it like the good that came out of like some really bad moments um, in our family. And I think that this will probably, I'm going to pronounce that this is the first time I'll get through this story without crying. (laughs) So um, our youngest daughter is, her name is Gracie and she is five Mm -hmm. and she was born really early. I was at 29 weeks pregnant. 
I have Crohn's disease and I perforated when I was pregnant with her. And so that resulted in emergency C-section, the whole thing, right? So she was in the NICU for six months. And then upon being discharged, she was in the hospital for another additional in and out for another additional six months. So during the time that she was in the NICU, I was like, okay, at the time I was a paralegal and I'm like, okay, I cannot work as a paralegal. I cannot work nine to five. I had done spray tanning in the past through college at a local salon tanning at a local tanning salon. And so I I went to my husband and I said, look, I'm going to open a mobile tanning salon. And five years ago in our town, that was not something being done. And he was like, uh, nobody's going to do that. (laughs) Like he had no faith in it. And I was like, and but I went about it anyway. I told him, I like, Hey, listen, I see you're coming from concern, but I'm doing this anyway. Um, my goal at the time was to pay the, the water bill. Like that's how little I thought it was going to be just so I could help take a burden off of our family during that time. And I had a vision board that had 10 clients. And so to say 10 clients would mean being say, I want 10,000 clients, you know, it would just seem so unobtainable. Um, So fast forward to three months, we had 300 clients. Within six months, I added my business partner, Latasha. And and from there, her and I grew that within the first year to a thousand. Today, we service three states. We train and certify. So I say that that terrible thing that happened to our family was this blessing came out of it and it totally transformed our lives. Wow. Good for you. Congratulations. I love hearing, you know, great stories. Um, having premature babies or babies born early, I have one or had one. She's now going to be 25. So I completely understand not quite the, the story you have, but I resonate with that, which I'm sure so many women will. And you took the, that and didn't let it be a hardship, which I'm, I know it was hard, but like you said, you formed something thinking small that spawned into something beautiful and big. So again, that that's great. That's good to hear. I love hearing stories like that because that's what, that's what this is all about. That's what this podcast is all about too. So you started the business was the baby. So the baby was just under a year, right? So, yes, yes. so she had just, um, so she had just got discharged from the NICU and it was like this moment of time where we thought she was going to get to stay home before we got admitted. So I actually went and got my business license and to anybody that's ever had a small business, when you actually get the business license, it's like, oh, I'm taking this serious. And so and that was um, in October. So it was just upon her coming out of the NICU Thank and you. then about to get readmitted to the hospital. Yeah. And so for you also as a mom, I know raising all four of mine and through different ages and stages, I would do little jobs here just to get out of the house because it gave you something else to focus on. You know, you got to talk to other women. You got to not be, like I say, not just be just mom, because obviously we get engrossed. We're always mom, but you know what I mean? It gave your mind a diversion too. And you know, yes, definitely. So Mm -hmm, for sure. So now that you look back, what's something within the, cause you had massive growth over that time period. Like you said, the one month, three months, six months, or whatever your time frame you just said, of massive growth of your client. What's something being a mom that helped you to grow and change that business? So at the time, um, and I still feel like this is it, like Gracie was my why. And it was like this huge why, like, why do I need to do this? Why am I doing this? Why is it important to grow it? And it wasn't, it was monetary, right? On the side, but it was, 
I'm going to be at every single doctor's visit, no matter what. And that was a huge driving force for me. Unfortunately, it took a, it took a tragedy to get there. But like I said, it was the blessing um, that came out of the tragedy. Yeah. And that's the beauty too. Of Like you said, you had to, as a mom in the beauty industry, you got to create your own schedule. So you were in and allowed you to be able to be there with her for us and the other kids too. So to do and be, and that's one of the, I would say the best things about being in the beauty industry is that it allows us to make the schedule and attain what we want to. Yes. And, and I don't know if you feel this way or not, but when you're working with other women as your clients and you're working with other mamas and other people that kind of know like what it's like, there were clients that were like, Oh, my kids are going to be home. Just bring your kids over and they can play while we do this. And, and it was, you know, it wasn't always like that, but it was nice to have clients that kind of understood mm-hmm. what a small go through. So it was really yeah. nice. Yeah. You have something that, um, there's a different relatability factor, you know, that's again, one of the foundations of this podcast was showcasing moms, just like you who run a beauty business, how you started it with the children, all the things. And there's just a different relatability. There's just a different, I don't know what the word is, but um, about us versus just the woman entrepreneur. Nothing wrong with that because of course we could have all been that person too and then evolved or however the scenario looks like, but we just have a different relatability factor. And again, in the sunless industry, which we service predominantly women, a lot of moms who want to make themselves feel better, they inspire you as well as you inspire them. So, you know, I always tell people I work with clients almost every day, not every day anymore, but they inspire me and give to me and I learn from them and take from them just as much as I know I give to them. I don't think of my job like that. I think just like probably you or whatever you do, like we have an amazing job. We get to make women feel really good about themselves, give them a service and they leave happy, but you know what? They're giving to us too. You know, they're speaking, like you said, helping you, empowering you, supporting you. And I think that's just the beauty of being in the beauty business. So. Yeah. And I'm, I'm so biased to the beauty industry and I always will be for the, that reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I always like to ask this question. Do you believe in work-life balance? And if you do or don't, what do you do to attain it? So yes. And let's, let me preface this because I don't want to lay out like, Oh, everything's so perfect right now. There was about two years that there was no work-life balance and it was, I was on my phone 24 seven and anybody that's in um, a service-based business understands what I mean when I say I was on my phone, I was texting clients back and forth. And so I had two years of, I feel like, like my head was down and then I lifted up and I was like, oh, wow, two years is gone. And so then I really was like, okay, you have to get this under control, Sarah. You need to have a work-life balance. Like the purpose of you starting this business was to be with your family. And now during dinner, you're on your phone. So I have some little things that I have stick to religiously now. And that is one, set your business hours and stick to them. And so it sounds super, super simple but actually sticking to them is the not simple part and Mm -hmm. let your clients know like, Hey, I'm going to be studying these business hours. I'll respond to you the next day. You know, just a little thing like that. When you do set these in with long lasting clients, the second was let everybody in your environment know I'm taking this business serious. This is, these are my business hours. And so when you have your husband or your children, they know during that set time, you're the people in your environment know, okay, she's working, she's doing this. And so they kind of respect that as well. 
not always, you know, kids are coming in. That's okay. But for the most part, if they know that if you let them know you're taking it seriously, I think they take it more seriously too. Yeah. Um, setting my business hours and letting the people in my environment know those were like the two top things um, as far as work-life balance and then giving yourself grace. You know, I, I think we're all a little like too hard on ourselves, especially being mamas. So give yourself some grace. If you need a day off, take a day off um, and then make sure you have systems in place. And, and so systems are huge for me. Um, and a system could look as simple as on Mondays. That's the day you text your clients and let them ask the questions before their appointments. And on Fridays, that's when you follow up with clients. Whatever your systems look like, have some systems in place so you're not repeat, repeating the same work. Yeah, and that's that speaks volumes too. Because you just went back what you basically laid out with structure. You need yes. to have some structure. And you're right. Work-life balance is just that. It's achieving a type of balance that is semi quasi attainable, but on your level. So to each their own, you have to have, I like what you said about the phone and, you know, being in it and your head down. And I'm sure there are plenty of women shaking their head or nodding their head right now about you're on your phone 24 seven, having children, raising a business, raising them on your phone is hard because then they want to emulate you. Um, I know I've had a lot of women say that throughout the months on this podcast. And another thing is when you start your business, you start your business with your personal phone, you know, and that'd be another thing that just like you said, that just rang. I mean, I'm guilty of it as well. When I started, I'm like, oh, you'll just start and you'll just have these people and you're, you know, you're on when you're on your phone, this is business, but then become, wow, we have to separate it. And again, the hours are huge too. So I I agree with you hundred percent on that one. So with that being said, one thing I like to ask everybody as well is you're, we are service providers for predominantly women, a lot of mom. There's a lot of exchange and energy working in the beauty industry. What is one thing or maybe more than one that you have found that helps keep you grounded? Oh yeah. So, and this is, this is different for everybody. I feel like the answer, and I'm eager to hear you know, what other people have to say for me, it's taking a moment of silence. Um, in the morning, I'd like to do that in the morning. And that sounds very ritual. Like I know, but it's just what I do. I like to take a moment of silence. I don't look at my phone when I first wake up and then I just write out a gratitude journal. And, And I try not to write things that I'm grateful that are big. I try to find small things like the sun is shining, you know, and when I, and so that helps me stay grounded. And if I just have like a rough day, I'll come and repeat that same process. I love that. I've, um, through the years I've been hearing about that more, I used to do the gratitude in my head, you know, say it before I went to sleep, say it when I woke up, writing it down is huge. And I love what you just said about it being the little thing. Cause we're always like, you know, I'm grateful for being healthy. I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for my children. I'm grateful for our house and water. We can do all those things. Some days I'm like, I'm grateful for coffee. I'm grateful the sun is shining. You know, it's the little things. I'm grateful to be able to wear a sweater and it's not 87 degrees or, you know, but it is important because the more you stop and take, I'm sure you found that you appreciate just those little things like the, I mean, the smallest of things. I'm trying to think of something really great that's small, but you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Those resonate and those speak volume to us. And so each day I can look back and say, oh, wow. Because I find too through the years, and maybe you're the same, when we um, practice gratitude and we 
repeat ourselves though? Do you find yourself doing that or in the beginning when you were trying to become and write it down, like journaling and things like that, that people do? I was like, just like what I said, I'm grateful to have a house. I'm grateful to have lights on. I'm grateful for a, and I am so grateful for those things and I'm grateful for a supportive husband or whatever, but you have to get down to that nitty gritty. Like I'm thankful that my puppy wanted to cuddle this morning. You know what I mean? I mean, it's, it's the little thing. Yeah. Because that's what the, that's exactly what happened. I started because you read that you read it, you hear it on other, on other, in you know, motivational content. Oh, be grateful. We'll start a gratitude journal. And so I emulated that and, um, finding those small things made it not so repetitive and not, not feel so generic. It didn't feel real to me. And so, and it's kind of fun to look back on what I was grateful for, you know, like grateful for a, a, a Twix bar one day. It's just yes. fun. <laughs> yes. Tell me along your journey. So you've now um, spawned from running, I guess, do you still work in, or do you still do spray tans? I guess I should say that. So I will do like, like events and stuff. And so with COVID that's like changing and I bet you could have a whole topic on COVID changing the beauty industry, but, um, and I know I focus more on the training side of the sunless tanning industry and, and so grateful for my business partner. She's really just picked up all that extra slack in the business and, and she's just doing amazing. And so I am grateful for that. Another thing to be grateful yes, for. Yes, exactly. Right? Yeah. So mine, mine is mostly the trainings now. And as far as the sunless industry goes. Perfect. So I love that. So you've spawned into the coaching. Um, tell me one person or thing that has inspired you. So I asked that in two reasons. Do you have a mom or a woman who inspired you to essentially take this next step of evolving into coaching from running your sunless industry business? Oh, wow. That's a, that's a deep question. So I love my mom and my mom inspired me to do a lot, but she did not inspire me to do that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. She, I, I credit my mom for my imagination. Um, cause she is a, a kid at heart and she never grew up. So as far as like going into this, if I, I would say that there are some really strong women in my life and I would probably credit it to, um, a couple of friends of mine in my inner circle be my business partner, Latasha and my friend, Alina and my friend, Ashley, they were, they are just really great friends and are there whenever I had those moments of self doubt. Well, maybe because when you're starting a new baby, it's a little scary, right? You've already got one figured out and they were like, no, 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 you stay on track. And so all three of them have been supportive. I wish I could nail it down to one, but if it wasn't for all three of those voices around me, I don't know if I would have taken that next step. Right. No, that makes sense. Uh, totally. Because of, of that quote too, you're the sum of the, they say five people you're surrounded with, but nonetheless, you had three strong people you were surrounded and you can take and pull from each of them. So that was your support system. So now that you are running this coaching business and you're a very busy mama of three, do you have any non-negotiables? So do you have anything that is off limits? It goes back to that structure we talked about earlier. Do you have any non-negotiable? Yeah, so it would probably be um, sticking to those business hours. I don't like to deviate from them because I finally have figured figured out a system that works. And so, and I don't have rigorous business hours. You know, I am not like working sixteen hours a day. You know, anymore. I've learned to be more efficient in that. Um, but I would say it's like I have boundaries with work time and lifetime. And it's a non-negotiable for me because it, because I feel like I had my head down for those two years. I'll, I'll never do that again. 
you've separated it and that's what your non-negotiable is that you have that structure of time that allows you to love and appreciate both aspects of what you do. So here's a good one. Now that you've been running both of these businesses for a while, you have a partner and your three children are growing up. What's one piece of advice you wish someone would have told you as a mom going to work in the beauty industry? I wish I had this advice and now I give this advice to everybody. Um, it is, it doesn't have to be perfect. You need to take action now. It's okay. If, if you've got to take the babies with you, that's fine. If, if the content doesn't look great, that's fine. You know, if you're filling out the paperwork in the office with all three kids there, that's okay. You know, so I think I really wish somebody would have told me that it didn't have to be perfect. There was no magical time. There was no great, you know, magic formula. And then it all, all the answers are there. It's really just take the first step, take action. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I wish somebody I've learned that now. And I wish somebody, I wish I would have known that in the beginning. Right. Because I feel like I, there were so many things that I held back on and, and, and didn't do and or thought, Oh, well, I can't take my kids there because that, that might get on, you know, this clerk's nerves or whatever. And, you know, I should have just took action. I was going to ask that question. Do you think you hesitated or waited or didn't take that first step in a lot of things because you were a mom? Yes. 1000%. Yeah. Because we have the kids or we have to bother somebody else to watch the kids or like you said, the, um, the, what ifs I'm a mom, should I be doing this or can I do this? Or do I have the time to do this? And so again, I agree with that. That's, that's great advice. And I am the same way. And sometimes I actually, I I say this, but I jump sometimes before I'm ready. But sometimes you have to, but that's not in everything because other things I'm very, I don't want to say calculated, but a little more planned. And then the more I plan it, the more I'm like, no, just like what you said, take the first step, take the messy action, just do it. So tell me one thing, or is there one thing that really excites you going forward in either of your businesses right now? Yeah. So the two things that I am the most excited about since the beginning and still excited to this day is empowering women to launch their own businesses and them having life transformations like I've had. That is just something that just lights me up. I love it. I want to create this culture of women supporting women and I want people to feel supported when they're with me. And in my coaching business, I just launched an unlimited boxer coaching. Um, it's a monthly subscription where you get encouragement and coaching directly from me. Um, and I'm super, super excited about that new journey in my business as far as my coaching business goes. But yeah, it's um, women empowerment is something that will always light me up. Be passionate about. Well, those are great. I'm going to close up for today. I have truly enjoyed chatting with you. And I actually learned a lot about you. And I love that. Um, Hopefully I'll get to see you at an event somewhere, but in the meantime, right? That would be fun. We'll have real coffee in life, not coffee here. (laughs) Um, Before I leave, will you please tell my listeners where they can find you and where they can get more information about your coaching? Yes. So um, Sarah Irvin again, you can find me on Instagram. I'm the powerhouse coach and you can find my sunless tanning business. It's quick tan sunless. Perfect. Well, I will be sure to link all that in the show notes for anybody who wants to click on those links and they can be directly to you. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. 
Well, friends, that's the show for today. Thanks for tuning in. I know you enjoyed this episode with Sarah Irvin just as much as I did. And if you're interested in any of her information, her links will all be listed in the show notes below. So just scroll to the bottom and click on the link. And if you do me a favor, if you are on Apple Podcasts, please leave me a five-star review as well as a written review. It really helps the show grow. Plus, I love connecting. I do read each and every comment. I'd also love to connect with you over on Instagram at Mama Knows Beauty Biz Podcast. Shoot me a DM and say hi, or tag me in a photo and let me know what your favorite takeaways were. As always, I wish you the best day. See you soon. Bye.